good day to be indigenous. Get up, stand up. They are going to become more brutal. Couldn't cut, didn't cut again. Because all the hippies were trying to be Indians anyway. They're going to become more repressive because it's a matter of dollars and their illusionary concepts of power. Hey, Victor. We must live in balance with the earth. And also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I am awake. Welcome to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Wakanja Hade. Hey, Karagi, to all my friends and relatives out there in four directions, you are listening to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Robert Pilot, and we discuss local and national Native news and events. And as you know, Wendy, mm-hmm. Native issues are human issues, and human issues are Native issues. This portion of the show is brought to you by Native Roots Trading Post, located in downtown Minneapolis at 700 Nicolette Mall. We're on the first floor of the Dayton's building. We support Native artists. I gave you a little background music on there. Did you I that? appreciate it. Hey, I heard Matt McNeil today on the on the radio, and it's oh, great good. to see you hear that he's on the mend and uh, awesome in high spirits. And I don't know if that's the drugs or just he's in high spirits. <laughs> but it was great to hear his voice. That's and, great. Uh, yeah. Really. Hey, and Wendy, we got the dream team on today. Uh, Ogama, of course. You, yeah. Well, Ogama just waved her fist, and then Mary Kunish is back uh, this week. So we're excited to have a. Uh, awesome rock and show, and you know what that means. I don't have to work that hard. So, without further ado, let's go with Ogama with the news who does work really hard here. Welcome, Ogama. The- hey, Buju, everybody. This is Ogama Ganuakwe. I am a citizen of the Red Lake Nation in northern Minnesota, and I have some news for you today. Earlier this week, officials announced a major breakthrough in nuclear fusion. Uh, For the first time uh, since they began studying and working on nuclear fusion uh, decades ago, they were finally able to create a nuclear fusion reaction resulting in a net energy gain. This is a really landmark achievement and a huge milestone for clean energy. Um, Nuclear fusion, so if you don't know, it's a man-made process that replicates the same energy that powers the sun. Nuclear fusion happens when two or more atoms are fused together into a larger one and that process generates a massive amount of energy as heat. They've been studying this. Scientists have been studying this for years, hoping to create a new source that would provide carbon-free, limitless energy without nuclear waste created by the current nuclear reactors. Um, and the fusion projects mainly use two elements due to the... Two elements, um, both of which are parts of hydrogen, um, or hydrogen, excuse me. And um, basically, they find these um, these elements are rare, um, but they can be synthetically made. Um, So this would be able to use hydrogen, which is one of the most abundant things found in the universe, and um, build these two elements from it to help to create power. Um, This is the first time that they've ever done this. And this is, um, you know, breaking even is basically all they've ever done as far as the energy goes in these previous experiments. Um, The next steps are for scientists to figure out how to produce much more energy from nuclear fusion and on a much larger scale. They're going to need time to figure out how to reduce the cost of nuclear fusion so that it can be used commercially. And um, they'll need time, obviously, to um, create power energy produced by fusion and transfer it to the power grid as electricity. Unfortunately, it will take years and possibly more decades before fusion is going to be able to produce that unlimitless unlimited clean energy. Um, but there's a lot of good talk. Uh, Joe, President Joe Biden had set a 10-year goal of getting to a commercial fusion reactor um, and obviously having the goal of net zero energy by 2050. Um, so that would be within that time frame, seeing as we're in the 2020s now. Um, but it's not just the United States who needs um, clean energy. And there's going to be other countries who are going to be working on this as well. So it's really exciting. Uh, but the especially exciting part that I heard uh, is that there is a Native person who was involved with this. Uh, the person's name is, um, oh, I hear it, Isaiah England. Um, and he had a role in the electrical engineering department. And he is uh, Inuit and also Fond du Lac descendant. So that's why Whoa. it made it into uh, Native news today, Robert. 
Yeah, well, you know, and the original use of that was the hydrogen bomb to uh, end World War II. So they've finally taken them 70 or 80 years to, uh, to minimize that into some energy, controllable energy. Right, exactly. And it's going to take more time, but, you know, the future of clean energy is hopefully on its way because, oh, don't we need we need it, definitely. Um, all of us pipeline fighters here who are uh, ready to be done with crude oil pipelines and uh, mining and destruction to uh, Mother Earth and uh, the sovereignty of Native people are definitely ready to see this happen, so... Speaking of sovereignty and native people, I want to remind everybody uh, that South Dakota is shut down, but the indigenous creatures are active. According to a Facebook post, the Lakota Nation Invitational Tournament happened in Rapid City. The Dakota 38 plus two riders are still heading east for Mankato and the Bigfoot riders have begun their journey to Wounded Knee. So for those of you who don't know, oh, go ahead. Yeah, how are they doing that in this weather? It's crazy. I am not sure because most of the roads are impassable. Um, but mm-hmm. both of the Bigfoot riders and the Dakota 38 plus 2 riders are actually on horseback. Yeah. Um, so they may have an easier time passing in certain places mm-hmm. than perhaps waiting for things to be cleared. But I'm not sure. But I do know that there is a GoFundMe. If you search Dakota 38 plus 2 on uh, GoFundMe, the uh, horse ride for 2022 does have a donation page and uh, they have all the information so that you can follow them as well as the history of the Dakota 38. Uh, For those of you who plus two, excuse me, um, for those of you who don't know, on December 26th, 1862, 38 Dakota were hung in Mankato, Minnesota for their resistance to promises not kept by the U.S. government to compensate the Dakota Treaty. And uh, on November 11th of 1865 at Fort Snelling, three years later, there were also two Dakota chiefs that were hung there. And this uh, Dakota 38 is today still the largest mass execution in the history of the United States. After this, uh, what's known as the Dakota conflict or the Minnesota uprising or the U.S.-Dakota War of 1862, the captives and their prisoners were exiled at Crow Creek Agency in Fort Thompson, South Dakota. And there was loss of life that occurred uh, for women and children who died of cold and hunger through that winter at uh, what was essentially a concentration camp. And um, there was suffering, humiliation, degradation, trauma. Um, It was just really unbelievable how they were treated. And I believe that uh, Dakota people were also interned at Fort Snelling here in Minnesota. So each year on the day after Christmas on December 26th, uh, people gather at Fort Snelling in Minnesota um, or in Mankato, Minnesota um, at the site of the hanging. And they talk about and uh, take time to remember um, those people. And the horse riders are descendants of the Lakota from the Great Plains in Canada. And um, they come across Turtle Island from South Dakota. Um, People are welcome to join them to bring awareness to the U.S. history and to pray and to heal and sacrifice through ceremony and equine therapy or horse therapy. Um, It's really a beautiful thing to follow. So um, we'll be following this as we can, uh, you know, getting updates here and there if we can with the rider or with the weather. Um, I hope we might be able to talk to a rider or two this year, Robert. I don't know. I don't know, but, you know, I've been down there in Mankato. I've also been for the run that's uh, Christmas night uh, that runs to uh, Mankato. Uh, mm-hmm. To There's runners running down there for the 38. And also the original 38 plus 2 uh, horseback ride was a dream by one of the leaders, and I think he's retiring. I'm not sure if somebody's going to take it over again, but uh, he had a dream for this. And I don't remember. Do you know, Ogama, how many years they, they've been doing this? You know, I don't know how many years they've been doing that, but I could maybe try to look it up when we're on commercial break and uh, let you guys know. Um, I do know that for the Bigfoot ride, uh, that was started in 1986, and the Bigfoot ride, which also took off um, out of South Dakota this week, uh, was started by three Lakota men who decided to ride their horses on the same path Chief Bigfoot and his 350 followers took. So that is uh, starting right now, too. 
Wow, that's some great information. Thank you again. Ogama with the news that you don't hear anywhere else. Up next, State Senator Mary Kunish. And then what we're all waiting for, Wendy, is a sacred animal portion of the show. We'll be right back after this short break. Stay with us. We are your relatives. We are your relations. Brothers. Sisters. Sons. Daughters. And and some some of us are your grandchildren. We are your community. Historically, we held places of honor and respect. Because of the impact of colonization, some of us are rejected, thrown out from family, friends, and community, set up as targets for sexual violence, sex trafficked, humiliated, tortured, and murdered. Everybody has the right to be safe. We are your relatives. Remember, homophobia is not traditional. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Health insurance that fits my budget? I'm covered. I needed health coverage I could count on and afford. Minsure helped me find a plan that works for me, and they helped me save money. Did you know that most Minnesotans qualify for savings through Minsure? And they have free experts who can help you sign up for coverage. Go to Minsure.org today and get started and get covered. That's MNSure.org. MNSure.org. Hey, Olgama, I've been hearing a lot about this term, climate justice. What is that? Climate justice is recognizing that the negative impacts of climate change don't affect all people equally. It also means transitioning from a fossil fuel-based economy to a more sustainable future. MN350 is one of the groups that's pushing for this transition to protect our futures. You can even get involved, too. That's great, especially since I'm concerned about pipeline projects like Line 3. How can I help MN350? Just find them on Facebook or visit mn350.org. Hi, I'm Rachel Shamblot. My dad is Dr. Scott Shamblot from Shamblot Family Dentistry. A lot of people are afraid of the dentist, but you don't have to be. My dad makes going to the dentist comfortable and even fun. He won't be mad if you haven't seen a dentist in a long time. He just wants to take care of you and your teeth. If you don't see my dad, please see another dentist. Take care of your teeth because they're the only ones you get. Shamblot Family Dentistry in Hopkins and St. Paul. Find them online at shamblotfamilydentistry.com or call 1-800-FIX-MY-TEETH. This is uh, Leonard Peltier. I am in uh, Coleman 1, U.S. Penitentiary, and I'm listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is brought to you by Minsure. Minsure can help you find a plan that covers your prescriptions and save you money. Visit minsure.org to get started. Hey, it's a Friday, and Wendy's here, and State Senator Mary Kunish is here. Uh, we've missed you, Mary. It seems like forever. We haven't seen you, but it's only been one week. One week. So, <laughs> so it's really good to see you back again and uh, for your great updates. And uh, I just got to say something before we get going, too. Uh, that that uh, music in the background, uh, I'll let everyone know, with uh, Leonard Peltier uh, speaking, is the AIM song sung really slow? Mm. And I asked an artist to do that for me, and I I can't think of her name, but I will I will look it up soon, soon and we can give her credit because that's a amazing little recording in the background, and we uh, appreciate Leonard listening to the show. And I was at Mast Minnesota, or not Mid Midwest. Uh, alliance of uh, tribes uh, this uh, week, and we voted to uh, push the push the envelope and write a letter to Biden about uh, getting uh, Leonard Peltier out. So exciting things! And uh, speaking of exciting things, we have State Senator Mary Kunish on. Welcome, uh, welcome back! And uh, we had your daughter on. That was fun a couple weeks ago. <laughs> and and I see you got a Christmas tree back there. And yep. welcome back. Yep. Well, hate to wash day, everyone. Um, good to be back. Yes, it feels like it's been a while, but it really was just last week. And um, I was at an event and was one of the speakers, so I thought I might eke it in, but it didn't. It didn't work out. So, thanks for giving me a day off. I'll just add that to my um, PTO. And um, it, I, it's it's the season. So today, my granddaughter and I put up a little tree in my in my house and kind of got the house ready it's i've just been so busy i haven't been able to do anything seasonally so today was a good day to do that it's so cold out i guess you guess you're like wendy you don't leave the house just just wait it's gonna get colder (laughs) 
Yeah, I have not left the house today. We went out on the deck because little Rita wanted to see what it's like to be in the snow. Um, but other than that, no, we, we stayed cozy in the house. Well, and we're excited, and I'm sure in the in the forefront you're thinking about the great things you're going to do for our state here in Minnesota because we have the trifecta, and I'm excited, too. Um, got to see the lieutenant governor and governor uh, yesterday, too. That was exciting, and he was uh, talking to all the tribes at uh, uh, the 11 tribes of Minnesota at, at uh, Prairie Island. And so I'm excited to make the big push to get Ho-Chunk recognized here, seeing that we are original treaty people. And one of the things Ogama talked about today was the 38 plus 2, and I know you're really, really involved with that, um, and that'll be the day after Christmas down in Mankato. Uh, uh, you know, the Ho-Chunk, uh, as all of us know, and if you don't know, we signed the original treaties back in the 1847, and we've been here for 10,000 years, and we were removed the same time the Lakotas were removed, which is uh, really just a weird part of history that a lot of people don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I'm afraid I don't know the, the you know the history very well about our Ho Chunk uh, sisters and brothers, but um, we know that you've been around in these parts for a long, long time, and. I know that um, that a lot of you, ha- you know, the nation has been working hard to get that recognition here in Minnesota. And I don't know what you have to do to get that. I'm wondering if you have to go through the federal government for that, Robert. Do you know? I do know. And I think we'll, we'll, you and I will talk about it because uh, uh, before it was a uh, the governor could OK that kind of thing. But now it has to go through legislation. So I have to find a sponsor mm-hmm. of the bill. But that's a. Uh, that's a thing we can talk about uh, off the air sometime. Sure, <laughs> yeah. sure. But yeah, the Dakota Thirty-Eight. I I plan on going down um, the on the twenty-sixth and uh, welcoming in the riders, and then heading into town to welcome the the um, runners. And I I have heard that it's going to be the very last one. So I really want to be there to, to do that. And I'm just always so impressed by the folks that show up for it, by the riders, by the runners. And it certainly is absolutely important to commemorate that event. And, and so I'm always honored to be able to go down there and and join in the community with that. Yeah. And uh, and be one of the speakers, which is really awesome. And I think it's 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 great that uh, the community sees the great work you're doing and really putting you in the forefront. And uh, so mm. it's always cool to see you at any event. But I know I've seen you at this event too. Yeah. Well, I'm. You know, I have to say, um, I'm really honored to be able to be in a position where. I can work on making a difference for the tribes here in Minnesota. And you mentioned that we now have the trifecta. The Democrats hold the majority in the House, the Senate, and we have a Democratic um, governor. And uh, I, I really do believe that we're going, yes, clap, clap, celebrate. Woo! Um, I, we really do have the best interest of, of Minnesotans at heart. You know, the, 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 the um, you know, the farmers and the middle class and, and the workers, those are really the people that we are looking um, to do our best for. Uh, you know, and, and some of our listeners know that I was a teacher for 25 years, and I am so fortunate to have been um, assigned to be the chair of education finance in Minnesota, which is an incredibly daunting uh, responsibility. And I'm not going to lie, I did not know the breadth of uh, responsibility, my juris they call it jurisdiction, financial jurisdiction. But I basically um, have an opportunity to, to correctly fund our schools, you know, make sure that no kid is coming who comes to school hungry um, isn't fed 
whether it's a breakfast and a, and a, a lunch. So we're looking at universal lunches for our students. I'd like to extend it to staff, but we, we just haven't got that far. Um, our mental health uh, support systems aren't there. Um, cross subsidies for ELL, our English learners and our um, special ed kids. You know, I've been visiting schools now at least twice a week, different schools and listening to the um, listening to the teachers. That's who I really want to listen to and their administrators. I want to talk to the kids and see what what's up with them. But uh, I really want to focus on the voice of the students. That's really sort of my theme. And we'll be asking students to come to the Capitol or Zoom in and, and tell us what's up with them. And then make the best decisions based on, on um, you know, the, the uh, requests and the suggestions of the teachers and, and those students to the best that we can. And we're really fortunate in Minnesota to have a pretty significant um, surplus. So, you know, if, if everything were up to me, I would start um, moving some of those funds into the schools right away so that we can alleviate some of the, the pressures and the stressors and even perhaps start really fully resourcing the, the classrooms. And I mean, cost of transportation in rural Minnesota is astronomical, and I'm no. sure it is in the other states. Um, the cost of feeding our kids in a good way is a good investment. It, you know, it really does affect their mental health, their physical health, their social, emotional health. And so we'll be looking at a lot of really good ways to support students in Minnesota and, and hopefully get back to, um, you know, being at the top of the, the list on uh, how our students not only performing, but you know, when I, I think I've read this and it was an, um, an African politician. I, I can't remember exactly who it was, but they said, if you want to, if you want to evaluate or if you want to look at, um, the, the health and happiness of a country or a, a, a place, look at the children. Are the children happy? Are the children healthy? Do the children, are the children the focus and, and a priority? And that's really what I want to do is look at the children and look at what their needs are going to be um, now and in the future and work towards, you know, uh, full happiness and health for all. Right on. And we got like a minute left, Mary. And I know we've talked about this, you and I, on the radio. I'm a former high school teacher, and I think uh, not only is it important to fund these schools and, and have equal funding, I agree 100%. Uh, but that's help our paraprofessionals out there. Wendy and I were oh, yeah. at the were out there at uh, voting early. We ran in the superintendent of St. Paul Public Schools, and I said, "Oh, I retired," and blah blah blah. And I said, "You know, if I don't get elected again as a Ho Chunk representative, I'm going to come back as a para." And he said, "Well, we have eighty uh, eighty uh, openings right now because no, a lot of people aren't coming back. You know, you can't feed your family." Uh, you know, as a paraprofessional, and their boots on the ground, as you know. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I was uh, actually at a, a school over in St. Paul yesterday, and the superintendent was there, and we had a really good talk. He was there with us the whole time, had a lot to share with us, had a lot of good questions. So uh, I, I'm happy to work with that gentleman and um, any of the superintendents that have good ideas. Excellent. Hey, Mary, stay with us for another uh, segment of with State Senator Mary Kunish. This is Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake. Stay with us. Hey, Wendy, what are we doing for dinner after the show? How about we go to Jay Selby's on 169 Victoria Street in St. Paul. They have a delicious plant-based menu that's compassionate and environmentally sustainable. I'm getting their spot-on vegan Big Mac, the dirty secret. You can pick up and they deliver within a five-mile radius, or you can call them at 651-222-3263 or visit jselbys.com. Well, you sold me one. Let's go order at Jay Selby's tonight. I'm hungry. Minnesota has the only original wolf population in the continental United States, and 80% of Minnesotans believe the wolf should be protected. Howling for Wolves is asking Minnesotans to respect our true wildlife manager. 
the wolf. Their survival is critical to our ecosystems, our communities, and even our economy. As highly intelligent animals with strong social bonds, Minnesota wolves deserve to be protected and admired. Learn more at howlingforwolves.org. Let's live and let howl. This is David from the David Pakman Show, where we expose the hatriots, liars, and Trumpists weekdays at 2 p.m. on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Tis the season to be jolly, and nothing makes me jollier than a clean home. If you just had Thanksgiving at home, you're probably still assessing the headaches your holiday company caused to your carpets, tiles, and maybe even the upholstery. And now you have less than a month before it's going to happen all over again. Call Zero Res today and ask for the AM950 special and free room Zero Resify for just $119. That's a $50 savings. And don't forget those air ducts. Take another $75 off your air duct service to get them zero res clean. Also, are you looking for last-minute gift ideas? Give your loved ones a zero res gift card to spread the zero res clean cheer. Call 952-ZERO-RES or visit ZeroResMinnesota.com to schedule your appointment today and beat the holiday rush. Lastly, now is the best time to book Zero Res for your year-end office cleaning and get you ready to provide your employees and patrons a clean and safe environment for 2023. Seward Co-op is now offering convenient, self-serve, and prepackaged hot options and salad bars at both the Franklin and Friendship stores. Breakfast items available daily until 11 a.m. and brunch served all day every Sunday. Their weekly lunch and dinner menus highlight cuisines from around the world. They offer vegan, vegetarian, and gluten-free options daily. 95% of the ingredients used are organic from small-scale, local community food producers whenever possible. More at Seward.coop. Winter is here, and there's a good chance your home isn't being heated efficiently. And it's likely because of air sealing and insulation problems. Inadequate attic insulation is the leading contributor to high energy bills, cold rooms, and ice dams. Great news, the energy-efficient pros at Snap Construction can fix it all. Stop the heat from leaking out and save. Call 612-333-SNAP or visit snapconstruction.com for your free infrared energy inspection. Install with Snap Construction and qualify for over $750 in rebates and incentives. State and city programs are now offering 0% financing for qualifying insulation upgrades. So call Snap Construction for your free insulation energy consultation and start saving on your energy bills. Call 612-333-SNAP. That's 612-333-SNAP. Or visit snapconstruction.com. Snap Construction is arguably the most well-reviewed insulation and exterior contractor in the metro area. Visit snapconstruction.com. With a look at your AM 950 weather, I'm Patrick Lilia. Snow tonight with a low of 17, then more snow on Saturday with a high of 20. Crooner's Supper Club has the hottest concerts to heat up these cold nights. Crooner's is located just north of I-694 off Highway 65 in Fridley. See the concert schedule and the dinner menus at croonersmn.com. Hi, this is Representative Sharice Davids from Kansas. I'm Ho-Chunk, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back. Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is brought to you by MN350, a grassroots organization fighting for climate justice. Hey, we're here with uh, State Senator Mary Kunish, and we're, we're talking a uh, fun talk because we have the trifecta here in Minnesota, and uh, we're going to get some things done here. And welcome back, uh, State Senator. Uh, Really excited for what's coming up. Um, what are your plans? I know it sounds like you're reaching out to the schools, and that's that's great. And and is it January fourth or fifth uh, when you when you start up again? Okay, we no one can start see that up on, on January third, and I'd like to invite you to come to the Capitol that uh, that morning. Um, we have our first ever round dance to bring in the the session in a really good way. All of the um, elected um, legislators, so myself, and then uh, Representative uh, Becker Finn, Representative Keeler, and our new Representative, um, um, oh my gosh, what is her last name? It's not Kowalski. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, Kowalski. Kozlowski. 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 Koz
Um, we will all be there and it'll be a joyous occasion. Um, we've, we haven't had that before. And then on the house, uh, in the house, they are, will be welcoming the 11, um, tribal leaders into their house, into the, you know, the, the house chamber. Um, we uh, haven't had the kind of exposure in the Senate that the House has. So I think that's really wonderful. And it's the very first time ever um, the tribal leaders have been invited into um, to, to that day. And then there'll be a little like a reception that uh, afterwards down in the um, in the lower basement of the Capitol. So Robert and anybody else who's in the vicinity, please come join us for that round dance. That's on um, January 3rd and it's at, I believe 1115. So we planned on it. I appreciate the invite because now we got a second invite because uh, state ours state representative Heather Keeler invited us too. So we're excited uh, to uh, come and I'll ha- I'll be there handing out car- business cards and saying hello to everyone. <laughs> sure. Well, there's another really great event that's coming up on Tuesday, on the 20th of this month, and um, this uh, this tribe beat me to it. But Boys Fort is issuing their own tribal MMIR and MMIW license plate. If you remember last year, I, uh, I, I carried legislation that just didn't get over the finish line. And so, um, the, the Fond du Lac band of Lake Superior Chippewa and the Boy Fort, Boys Fort, um, band of Chippewa, um, are going to be, um, um, creating these, these license plate to raise the awareness about our missing and murdered indigenous relatives. And so there's a big celebration up at Black Bear Casino on the 20th at 10 o'clock in the morning. So I'm going to drive up there for that, get up and hit the road a little bit early. But I think it's really important that um, we go up there and celebrate with them. And then, then come back and pass the legislation this next year for sure. So it's statewide. Right. And then we'll get our our new license plates on our car. Absolutely. Yeah. There's another Mm -hmm. event, Mary. I'm hoping some some of your constituents uh, will come. It's on February 7th, uh, Wolf Day. It's sponsored by Howling for Wolves. So we're going to be there. Um, And somebody will be making uh, appointments uh, for constituents to get in touch with their senators and representatives to talk about how important it is to keep our Minnesota wolves here alive and well. So I'm hoping some of your constituents will be there uh, on February 7th and we'll talk about that with you. That would be really great. Um, I, I'm happy to to meet with those folks and and hear about the good work that you're doing. You know, we haven't been the Capitol hasn't been open to the public for how many years now? Like three years for sure. Yeah. And so we've sort of lost that that personal connection. And it's been interesting. Um, I've been going into the Capital. I now have a new office. I'm up on the third floor of the Senate building, and um, my assistant is there. And we get so much work, more work done when we're there in person. You know, I can just like shout out to him, and you know, instead of texting him or giving him a phone call, um, you know, we're right there. And so, I I think it'll be a different kind of session this year. And it will certainly be um, constituent and, and, and people-focused the way it hasn't been able to be the last couple of years. Yeah, I've always enjoyed going to the Capitol and talking with my representative and senator about various different uh, things, not just animal uh, things, but I've talked about, um, you know, like HIV medications for people and all kinds of stuff. So it's... And really and it's really important that that people yeah that that um the people of the state recognize that their voice should and does count and that it's often t- intimidating for them to either speak to their their senator or their representative or to go into the capitol and ask for an appointment mm-hmm. 
But you know what? That is the absolute best way for us to understand the issues and to know what's important to the people that are, um, you know, in our communities and in our state. And so, uh, uh, you know, if there's somebody out there that has a real burning issue or really feels like there's a piece of legislation that's so important, please reach out to your your elected officials and let them know. I mean, we're planning on passing some pretty, you know, really good legislation right from the start. We want to get the ERA um get that settled so that we can put that on the ballot for the next one, Equal Rights Amendment. Um, we want to codify Roe versus Wade um, in our state constitution and ensure that women have reproductive choices and um, health. Um, Minnesota is moving towards legalizing recreational marijuana, and so that's a really big discussion um, sports betting and the tribes are, you know, the tribes are, are really the ones that are, um, that ha- are holding the key to that. Um, there's just a lot of really good work that we're going to be doing. I'm on the agriculture committee as well. So that's wow. going to be really interesting. Lots of fun there. Um, and so I- I'm really looking forward to this next session. It-, it will be overwhelming and I'm sure exhausting, but I, I'm just, feeling like we have such an opportunity to make good changes and, and so are my colleagues. So I hope that our GOP partners will recognize that and, um, and join us in it. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, we hope so too. Uh, so are you going to be, uh, working with, uh, issues like uh, the growing of hemp, uh, as an agricultural, uh, a person in the in the Senate is that does that fit under your uh, jurisdiction? It probably does. I'm, I I would think that there would be some um, discussion. I'm not the chair of that, but I will be sitting on the committee and hearing those bills. Um, I think uh, the legalization part of it goes through commerce and public safety and state government finance, but I'm not on those. But I would imagine that if there are some of these bills that uh, around hemp production and manufacturing, you know, growing and manufacturing and creating products out of it, we probably will hear that. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. And that's what I was talking about, not the marijuana aspect, but the other other plant for sure, because... uh, we can do so much. And I mean, the last pandemic, we uh, ran out of toilet paper and paper towels. People were hoarding that. And uh, I think having hemp out there as a, as a possible um, product to, um, plus how many trees are we uh, destroying for those, uh, these things where we can, even in Minnesota, have three crops of hemp uh, each year. And you know that. Well, I didn't know there's that the cycle is three times a year. Holy cats. I thought it was two, but maybe it is two. Maybe it is two. I don't know. <laughs> oh, we'll find out. We'll find out. Yeah. Right. Uh, Olga's looking it up right now, going, oh my gosh, she said three. <laughs> right, Olga? Well, we need something. We need a plant that. You know, has a lot of cycles. It's like bamboo, also. Oh, you know, yeah. grows yep, really exactly. quick. It's stable. I th- I th- you can use it for many things. I, I'm getting conflicting information on the internet about how to tell the two apart. So, okay. Oh, so uh, the female and the male? Um, oh, the head, or how many times it regenerates yeah well itself. you know it's it's one of those things where people maybe were looking up um hemp's um more um reckless sister um so i'm getting a lot of results related to the to miss mary jane and not actually related to code code for mary jane in uh, high school no Wasn't it 420 <laughs> no that's it now that's oh. uh, that's uh yeah <laughs> I don't even know that it needs anyway, to be in code yeah, now. Hey. It's almost legal. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's we're past that by now, but <laughs> who'd have thought? Who'd have thought 30, 40 years ago that we'd be legalizing uh, marijuana? Where I grew up um uh, in northern Minnesota, just eighty miles north of the Twin Cities, so not northern northern. I, I lived in a little town and we were surrounded by farms. 
And during the, which world war was it that they grew a lot of hemp and they used that for rope and um, parachutes and stuff like that. So we had a lot of wild hemp growing Mm. in, in our, uh, you know, in, out in the country. Um, And it wasn't until, you know, a little older that we realized the difference between that, that hemp and, and the, the kind that you smoke, but um, it's been used before. It's been around for a long, long time. I'm just really surprised that we haven't used that, uh, that product more uh, as time has gone by. Yeah. Well, it's a time now and, and, with the trifecta, we can probably talk a little bit more about, you know, um, using it and taxing it in a good way. So, I mean, people yeah. are selling marijuana and and that's use hemp and manufacture paper and bricks and all the things that uh, people are trying to do out there on Turtle Island. So, yeah. State Senator, thank you so much for stopping in as usual, as always. Uh, uh, always good to hear from you, and you sound great, loud and clear. And uh, thank you again for coming in to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake. Oh, my pleasure. Won't be live, everybody. Take care. Right on. Hey, that was State Senator Mary Kunish, Wendy. Um, and you are listening to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake. And up next, we're having our sacred animal section with uh, superstar Wendy Pilot. Stay with us. <laughs> Hey, Olgama, I've been hearing a lot about this term, climate justice. What is that? Climate justice is recognizing that the negative impacts of climate change don't affect all people equally. It also means transitioning from a fossil fuel-based economy to a more sustainable future. MN350 is one of the groups that's pushing for this transition to protect our futures. You can even get involved, too. That's great, especially since I'm concerned about pipeline projects like Line 3. How can I help MN350? Just find them on Facebook or visit mn350.org. Health insurance that fits my budget? I'm covered. I needed health coverage I could count on and afford. Minsure helped me find a plan that works for me, and they helped me save money. Did you know that most Minnesotans qualify for savings through Minsure? And they have free experts who can help you sign up for coverage. Go to Minsure.org today and get started and get covered. That's mnsure.org. mnsure.org. JNS Bean Factory is a native-owned, community-supported, cozy, artsy coffee shop which offers roasted on-site beans, live music, and baked goods. Relax in the beautiful outside patio. City Pages writes, voted top 10 coffee shops. Tucked into a quiet corner of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, this coffee shop roasts beans on-site from the best coffee-growing countries in the world. Located at 1518 Randolph Avenue, St. Paul. The good stuff. This holiday season, the Park Tavern is the best place to unwind. The Park Tavern is open regular hours, including Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, with the full menu available. Your family will enjoy quality time together on the best bowling lanes in Minnesota. The Park Tavern is a great place to catch all the games on their numerous screens. And don't forget, they're still offering their great deal on gift cards. Buy a $100 gift card and get a $25 gift card for free. On Louisiana Avenue, north of Highway 7 in St. Louis Park, relax this holiday season with the Park Tavern. This portion of the show is supported by Howling for Wolves. Please join Howling for Wolves on Wolf Day, Tuesday, February 7th, 2023 at the Minnesota State Capitol. You can sign up on Howling for Wolves event page. Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. Ho! Welcome back to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm Awake and this is Robert Pilot. Wow, let's do that again, Wendy. This portion of the show is brought to you by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. Oh. Oh. Good one. Hey, I want to introduce my awesome and beautiful wife, Wendy. Wendy's been an animal advocate for many, many years, and she discusses our sacred animals uh, whenever she's on, and she's been on for the past six years since the beginning of the show, so I just want to throw it out to you and uh, welcome you and um, and welcome you. Yeah, thank you, Robert. <laughs> thank you. Hello, everybody. My name is Hanaji Hihani. That means cares for them, and I was given that name by my Dega Curtis. Curtis goes by Mashke Hanajinga. 
Mashkehanajinga, yes. That means walks on white clouds. I'm a humane policy volunteer leader for the Humane Society of the United States, and I work on animal issues at the local and state level. It's always my pleasure to do that. Yesterday was really good news in New York, Robert. You want to hear what happened in New York? Absolutely. Yes, a great day for animals. New York Governor Huckle signed the Puppy Mill Pipeline Bill, making New York the sixth state to ban the retail sale of dogs, cats, and rabbits. So way to go, New York. Woohoo! And you know, it's funny, I've been mentioning every time one of these puppy mill, you know, humane pet store ordinances, that's what it's called, comes up in a state or a locality around, and I mention it, I feel like I do it like at least once a month, so I'm really happy. We're going to end the sale of dogs and cats that derive from these horrible, horrible places, these puppy mills. Uh, when I say puppy mills, it also includes cats and rabbits. So I just want that to um, – and Minnesota, Minnesota's doing great. It, not the whole state. We didn't go the whole state yet, but maybe we will. Um, but we have cities in Minnesota, Eden Prairie, Roseville, St. Paul, Carver, and Cloquet, and over 412 localities through the United States, plus the six states that I mentioned, and the other states are California, Maryland, Maine, Washington, Illinois, and New York, and finally now New York. That just happened yesterday. Uh, so they all have um, addressed the problem of the puppy mill puppies and kittens sold in these pet stores. So we will end this, hopefully, in my lifetime. Yeah. We will see. The other story I want to talk to you about that I'm kind of excited to tell everybody about that um, there are lion cubs, lion cubs from Ukraine. And Robert, do you know where they are? I have an article here from NPR. It's dated December 9th, so a week ago. And um, the cubs from Ukraine, the lion cubs, uh, Ogama has a picture. Oh, there's our there's our lion cub walking in. <laughs> She's, she just does things just in the nick of time here, this cat. But anyway, <laughs> Robert, uh, like many new Minnesotans, and these are their kitty cat's names, these uh, lions, Taras, Stefana, Les- Lesia, and Prada are preparing for their first Minnesota winter but things are a bit different when you have a built-in fur coat. The four lion cubs from Ukraine arrived at the Wildcat Sanctuary in Sandstone, Minnesota. Oh, wow. Yeah, on November 30th, they showed up. Over the last week, they have been fearless, according to the founder and executive director, Tammy Thighs. And she's been on our show before. Really? Yeah, she's talked about the, her, her sanctuary. It's a really great sanctuary. Um, again, it's called the Wildcat Sanctuary in Sandstone, Minnesota. So if you want to have it in your heart to give a gift for the holiday season or become a sponsor of one of these cubs, you can go ahead and do that. The unique act aspects of the cub story is their relationship with the, with each other. They were bred in captivity designed for the illegal pet market at just a few weeks old. Um, and they were surrendered in Ukraine in a zipped duffel bag. So these cubs were bred and they were going to be put on the illegal market like people take pictures of with them and kept in you know confined and they would have had a horrible life there bringing the cubs to minnesota offered the best chance to keep them safe and provide the support they needed according to the wildcat sanctuary they had already imprinted on humans and would have little success in the wild Quote, they have each other for support, and that has built their confidence, uh, the owner um, and executive director of the sanctuary said. Knowing all they have been through in their short lives is heartbreaking, 
but they are protected from the war and they remain healthy and happy cubs. Uh, the journey to Minnesota, while long, has been worthwhile for the Cubs. Neighboring sanctuaries in Europe were overflowing with animals from Ukraine, so it was in sandstone they found their lifetime home. It costs about $10,000 a year to pay for one big cat, uh, but Thighs says it's worth it. All the animals are provided 24-7 access to heated rooms and straw in their outdoor caves and dens. As as expected, the cubs have adapted to the Minnesota climate, especially the snow. They grow thicker coats to assimilate to the new environment. According to the Denver Zoo, lions actually love snow. They usually spend most of their days finding ways to be cool, and playing in the snow helps them not overheat. Minnesotans can be a pair uh, part of the cubs' journey and watch them grow on the Wildcat Sanctuary Facebook and YouTube or support their care by becoming a sponsor of the Cubs. And they're really, really cute little Cubs here. So I'm glad to hear uh, that they're safe and they're out of Ukraine away from the war. And uh, they would have had a horrible life being like roadside pets. They would have been chained to the back of a truck. And that's how they would have uh, lived their life. So I'm really uh, happy about that. But as usual, I... Come, Lucy. This is our cat, Lucy. So it's really funny, but when I do the sacred animal section, she finds her way in, and she's very vocal, so she just meows and meows. So She wants to be on the radio just like everybody else. Yeah. So there was a couple of um, fun facts because today is Friday, so fun it's fact Fun Fact Friday. Friday. And I have uh, mentioned some of these in the past, but I'm going to say it again because they're a lot of fun and it's always a good reminder, reminder about our sacred animals. But, um, did you, do you remember Robert Ko- Koalas? Right. The fingerprints are so close to humans that they could taint crime scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember me talking yeah. about koalas? If you had a koala in, in on a crime and just had the koala's <laughs> fingerprints all over the gun and the and the door and the lamp, they would be confused because they'd be looking for somebody I a human know. and not a koala. Isn't that crazy? I love the little story about uh, the prairie dogs. Now, oh. uh, prairie dogs are one of my favorite animals because I think they that don't bark. Though. They're so Super cute. <laughs> but they stand up on their hind legs and they kiss each other. Oh. Isn't that cute? That's yeah. a really, a, that is a fun fact about we used to do prairie that. dogs. We used to. <laughs> yeah. yeah, those were the days, right? <laughs> God. Female, female lions do 90% of the hunting. Female women do most of the hunting here and, and the shopping and cooking and everything. That that has changed. But, yeah, female lions do 90% of the hunting. You're going to have to let me know when I'm out of time because I'm not you got, looking you at You got 30 clock. seconds. Oh, okay. The world's oldest known breed of domesticated dog dates back to 329 B.C., so dogs have been in our lives for a really, really long time. That's why they can manipulate us because they know how to play us. They do know how to play us, and especially the cats, too. Well, hey, I want to say thanks to Ogama and uh, State Senator Mary Kunish and Wendy. We're still here. We are the seventh generation. Free Leonard Peltier. Now. <laughs> <laughs>